He's going to hope it's going to like, you know, blow him up and become the the new, you know, Disneyland. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that that's really doesn't work out, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't. You want to get off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe a little. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. It is me, Spencer Williams. Thank you so much for joining me for part two of my conversation with costume designer Alex Boverd. Today, we are going to be talking about Jordan Peele's new film, Nope. It is so good. I've seen it twice now, and I'm probably going to go in for a third time. It is that good. The costume design is incredible. The film is horrifying. You all know how I feel about... <laughs> I have a monkey phobia. Let's just put it plain and simple. So those Gordy scenes really scared a life out of me. I'm still shaking. But before we dive into it, let me give you a quick summary and then we'll dive behind the wardrobe. Nope is about two siblings who run a California horse ranch, discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above, while the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from a mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. And that is Nope. Going behind the wardrobe, this was brought to us by writer and director Jordan Peele, a legend. I love this man. He is so incredible. And of course, we have costume designer Alex Boverd. Her notable work, The White Lotus, if you did not hear our part one that came out just a couple days ago, please listen to that as soon as this episode is done. She also did Bad Education, The Unforgivable, The Spy Who Dumped Me, the foreigner, and sorry for your loss. So let's dive back into our conversation with Alex about the costumes of Nope. Hello, Blogcast listeners. It's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all your support. If you wanted to continue your support, you can now become one of our costume mavens when you become our patron at patreon.com slash the art of costume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and you can even catch our monthly bonus episodes for patrons only. Make sure to check out the description for a link to our Patreon. to have Alex Bavard back. We this is our first actually Alex I haven't told you our first two-parter episode. Never have we ever done an episode and been like, uh we have two things to talk about this week. So congrats. That's great. That's, I'm a twofer. <laughs> two for the price of one. We love twofers in costumes too. Right. Turned inside out. What a genius invention. <laughs> so did Nope come before or after the White Lotus? So Nope happened uh directly after the white lotus i had a feeling and that is insane what a 
crazy change of pace, I must imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I preferred the weather on White Lotus. (laughs) 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 It was filmed out in like near Lancaster, sort of an hour from LA. And it was hot, wasn't it? In August and September. And Uh, it just. This summer, I feel I'm not there now, but I feel like the summer is better. But last summer was just brutal. And because of all the stunts and helicopter shots, there wasn't a lot of uh, places for us to stand and get shade. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's 90 degrees today and I'm not in Lancaster, but I'm, you know, I'm an hour. It was like 110, 115 most of the time. If it was 90 degrees, it felt cool. Yeah, (laughs) that's terrible. (laughs) But I love this movie. I'm a big fan of the Jordan Peele films. Um, Us is one of my favorite movies. Costume design by Kim Barrett. Get Out costume design by Nadine Haters. And now we have Nope costume design by Alex Bavard. What does it feel like to be a part of this legacy, I guess, of these new Jordan Peele films are really taking the world? I I couldn't be happier that the film is being received very, uh, very well. And I'm very proud of working with Jordan and grateful that the opportunity came my way because it was, it was very, very particular, very, very, um, his way of working is very collaborative, very, uh, you kind of evolve a lot as you go and um he's a super nice guy super funny really lovely to work with and um yeah it's just been a real privilege to to work with with someone who's got such a authentic and singular and original voice um it was it was it was great oh that's so exciting yeah as we said in the last episode i was um, finishing the White Lotus and booking my ticket for Nope at the same time. And your name came up again. I was like, what? Like she is everywhere. And <laughs> so it's so crazy that we're talking about this. Okay. Let's talk about the characters. Uh, Kiki Palmer's character, M or Emerald. I was obsessed with her costumes. She just brings so much joy to this movie, even though it's a really deeply to me, scary film, but also very mysterious and has a lot of impactful messages behind it, too. But every time Kiki Palmer is on the screen, you kind of smile a little bit, even when things are going really wrong. Uh, let's dive into her costumes. It's it's all very fun. I love her. The first costume we see her in that like green with the cheetah print look and the pink. She's not afraid to play with color. She is not and and she is indeed an electrifying personality kiki and then also you know diffused into her character uh emerald and we thought a lot about that first costume she actually there's a bit cut out of the movie she wakes up she's she wakes up on hollywood boulevard she's homeless oh wow yeah so you and you, yeah so so she uh, she has like a big coat on that she's sleeping in and then uh, she leaves that and then you you cut to where she's where she where you meet her now. Um, we wanted to start strong with the color. We always loved green and pink together. Uh, got another fan of pink. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember seeing the Nutcracker when I was when I was little and just loving the the production I saw was full of green and pink. And I just love that 
that ballet combination ever since. So um, we got it in there with, with, and we liked green, emerald, green. There's lots of, um, she's called emerald because of the Wizard of Oz and the Emerald City. Mm. And uh, so we, we put green on her. Jordan wanted her to have like a flash of green here and there being emerald. And I love that she's against a green screen too. Uh, when we first see her too, like clearly she just didn't know what she was running into. She wasn't planning that, you know, and as a costume designer, I was like, wait, 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 she's going to be in front of the green screen. We can't do that. You know, it was another little, almost like an inside joke because you'd never do that in costumes. Right. Uh, but Jordan was like, no, that's exactly why she should be wearing. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess we never, we never, we've never seen it before. So green on, right. green, on green. And then we, I noticed there's a lot of, uh, graphic t-shirts used throughout the film and she's wearing one particularly that i love it's like this cartoon coyote look that looks really familiar to me and i can't put my finger on it but it is so cool i need it it's um so it's a wolf and it's a band t-shirt by a band called the jesus lizard so i was looking for band t-shirts because the 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 conceit is that she's wearing angel's clothes at that point Right. It's another thing that's not explicit that I think Jordan likes you to pick up on after a while is that why is she suddenly wearing this, you know, random T-shirt? But yeah, it's well, we'll talk about that later, but I noticed that because they go through quite a night before they get dressed. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they go through a rainstorm and they run away and some time has passed and they need some dry clothes. So, so I found that T-shirt and I, I loved, uh, I was looking for bands that made sense for Angel to be listening to. Um, and this this was in the same ballpark. And then I loved that graphic and it had this weird Looney Tunes vibe and this um, drooling sort of driving force that <laughs> I thought was really great for that particular moment. I love it. And I like to imagine it would also look good on Angel, too, if you were to wear it, too. So it's kind of a cool characterization you have to think about. Yeah, exactly. We had to imagine it was Angel's own garment. Uh, and then I was so excited to see Daniel Kaluuya come back for another Jordan Peele film. He kills it as OJ. His costumes are a little bit more understated because he's, you know, he's working hard. He's not really dressing up like Kiki Palmer is. But some of his looks, though, do really pack a punch. I am a big fan of the Scorpion King hoodie. I I don't know why, but I remember seeing the Scorpion King and being one of the few people that love this movie. So now I really want a Scorpion King hoodie. I know. I wish I had <laughs> taken some and I could give you one. There were um, many, many Scorpion King hoodies and it has a cult following. Like I think every, every choice has to be has to mean a lot of things for Jordan. Um, so when we were coming up with titles, um, it had to make sense on a number of levels. Um, and then the color orange, I mean, we wanted something bright. Um, it was going to be neon at one point, but we settled on this orange and overdyed it and did a lot of did a lot of work on it uh, to try and make it look older. And you know, it gets dirty, it gets dusty. The stunts. Yeah, it looks like it. it's from, you know, the early 2000s, maybe. I don't remember when Scorpion King came out, but it's been a while. So it, it looks like it's from the set. Yes, good. We tried to make it look 
look that way and give it a lot of aging. Um, and, you know, there's really nothing like a 20-year-old hoodie um, <laughs> than, than a 20-year-old hoodie because, like, it, you know, it hangs a different way and you can work really hard on it and 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 as much as you want and probably still not quite the right shape. But but we we did really try. And the thing is that once you get out into the desert, the everything gets so blown out anyway. I remember the first few days just looking at the aging we did on some other stuff, just going, wow, it looks brand new. And we spent like a week aging it um, because the sun is so bright out there. Right. Yeah, the scorpion <laughs> hoodie. I've got one. Um, like I say, I wish I'd taken some more. Oh yeah. I mean, me too, but it's okay. <laughs> um, and he also is wearing a, a graphic tee. That's a rage against a machine t-shirt, which is also angels, I believe. Oh wait, is that angels yet? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's wearing her shirt. Too. Yes. It's angels. Yeah. It's uh, the idea is that they both end up with some uh, clothes of angels and also just another strong color. Uh, the Rage Against the Machine t-shirt says, um, it's better to die on your feet than, no, it's better to fight on your feet than die on your knees, um, is what it says. So it also seemed like um, apt for him for that moment where they're about to go back and do or die, take on the entity. And uh, yeah, I'm like, I, I'm prone to the to the sort of alt-rock post-punk proto grunge era myself too so um right fun to, <laughs> fun to buy expensive vintage t-shirts from the internet that i can't really afford myself right <laughs> well they really made the moment um it says so much about what these characters are going through um lots of foreshadowing they're getting ready to go to war so lots of fun i am obsessed with brandon who plays angel torres he starts off in his work uniform, actually, which was quite a bit funny. Reminded me of like Circuit City, um, <laughs> Radio Shack, I would say. Uh, tell me about your costumes for Angel, besides all the costumes he lended to everybody. Yeah, Angel was fun. He he, Brandon is just a swell guy and really uh, upbeat. And it's funny, the first fitting we did with him, we made him pretty colorful and you know we we always wanted this sort of kaleidoscopic colorful palette that that set against the dusty natural location so that it was you know visually arresting but also was like we have imposed our you know commerciality on on the planet it was multi-layered concept <laughs> but, <laughs> but with we tried like some colorful stuff on angel and it just wasn't it it felt like he's kind of he's a bit of a cynical character and we pick him up in this fries electronics and we wanted him to just be a little bit um kind of depressing instead so we we instead went a whole nother direction and tried on you know his grungy t-shirts and kept him in a darker palette which was really nice now that I look at it balanced with the more colorful emerald. So our kaleidoscope wasn't quite fully, wasn't quite as formed, but um, uh, we, we had this sort of brooding over it all character to nail. So it, 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 it helped us to put him in black and kind of played off Brandon's 
natural chirpiness. Right. <laughs> and I just a quick mention too, I remember uh Barbie was in the scene with Angel as well. That's that's two Euphoria girls in a row with White Lotus and then uh nope. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. She's in some other scenes that got cut too. She also had a really cool graphic tee. Really know a lot about graphic tees and reproducing them and aging them and multiplying them now. She uh she's in a cool SeaWorld tee that the maybe in the extended version you'll see. Yeah, I'll look out for it. <laughs> um so the character I've really want to talk about um is St- Stephen Yoon as Ricky Jupe Park big walking dead fan so seeing Stephen in this was such a treat and his UFO costume is really magical I'm obsessed with it I cannot find any pictures of the back of it so when you see it in theaters he turns around a couple times and you're like wow that that's some good stuff right there. We have to talk about his suit. Yeah. he. So on the back of his red suit, he has um, a UFO uh, embroidered onto it with um, with a couple of those flowers as well. And the flowers were supposed to sort of represent the, the unfurling of the entity, which um, was always going to be something organic. And Jordan talked about. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, um, it, uh, it, it was sort of about like octopus and jellyfish and, you know, so it was sort of a little bit referencing that. And then the, he has the UFO on the back. And the whole idea is that uh, Jupe is, it's like a preview for his new attraction. So he's invited friends and family and he's going through his sort of ringmaster routine of this is, you know, come on down to this new (laughs) attraction. And so he puts on something pretty nuts and um, him and his wife kind of have these um, modern cowboy and modern cowgirl outfits that they're affecting. And uh, it's something he has specially made and he's, you know, rehearsing for what's going to, he's going to hope it's going to like, you know, blow him up and become the the new you know disneyland yeah oh yeah that that's really doesn't work out does it Um. no it doesn't doesn't. you want to get off the ground (laughs) well uh, maybe a little yeah um i love his bolo ties uh my good friend who you know you've worked with too mandy line she's always telling me to get into the bolo tie game and at this moment, I was like, okay, maybe a little bit. It's cool. I think it's, I love a tie on someone. So it's just because uh, it it just makes them look so put together and handsome. But the bolo tie is a nice little little touch. You should give it a whirl. Right. Um, yeah, we, we like that he was, you know, affecting this. We played with the, you know, a lot of American tropes. So, you know, country music, cowboy, uh, you know, the old west the gold rush everything's wrapped up into his theme park and you know subverted slightly because he's he's asian so it was fun to do that and we always wanted to do something bold and uh almost didn't get there we almost put him in something completely different but and we kind of swung back around oh yeah i i love it uh, I wasn't going to really talk about this, but now I'm, I'm kind of dying to the tourists are at Jupiter's claim. Um, they're having a great time, but now that I'm looking at them, they feel like tourists. Like, I don't think they're from the LA area. 
they look like they're from just all over, which is kind of cool with the costumes. So that day, so we dress that they're like, um, they are theme park uh, patrons. So they have been invited to the friends and family opening night, but they have actually spent the day at the, at the uh, kind of rinky dink Jupiter's claim, (laughs) um, you know, attraction and so they're wearing like the kids have like bought uh uh, you know our research showed that these at these places like wild west city then the kids kind of dress up they buy these little hats and vests and calico um, ghost town (laughs) exactly they either go like that or maybe they buy some stuff from the gift shop so the kids have got some little western elements to them and then the parents have just ridiculous T-shirt, more ridiculous T-shirts that I found. I love that weird emu. And then yeah. the, the <laughs> dad is wearing a Universal Monsters T-shirt. Oh, that's cool. So it's got all the different monsters on Frankenstein's on there, Dracula's on there. Um, yeah, the emu shirt is just really catching my attention. I <laughs> kind of want it actually it's really nice (laughs) it just really like looks the camera right in the eye (laughs) yeah it's really now i I, now that we're staring at it yeah it's really spooky um we did a lot of animal imagery because of the 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 gaudy theme and the you know oh yeah the the ufo ends up being an animal or an entity or a creature so um we kind of there's a lot of little easter eggs in there that that don't make it in, but this one did. And at one point, this family, they've got a name, the Dolans. Oh. They, they, at one point they opened the movie, the script had them uh, in the opening scene at one point. Um, and then it was kind of shifted around. Um, I so I that. felt like I was always, I was always planning things for the Dolans. So when they, when they were just, just kind of extras, uh, I, I, I made sure that, you know, they had strong costumes. Yeah, gave, yeah, gave them the white so lotus well. treatment. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, really love that. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I'm so excited. I don't know if you heard, I'm sure you have, that Universal Studios opened up their own Jupiter's Claim, which I'm just dying to go visit now. I know. I really want to get into the kitsch of it all, too. There are some funny T-shirts that we made with the art department that are for sale. They're like, <laughs> you can buy them. Um, they are so, like, purposefully lame. They say, like, I went to Jupiter's Claim and panned for gold or something. I'm <laughs> getting one immediately. I got to go. Basic, basic <laughs> I'm like, this interview is over. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, can you buy me one? They're, they're really awesome. Yeah. Um, so. I think they just moved the whole set. They saved it and then they they uh, they popped it up um, on the back lot. Yeah, oh, that's so exciting. I'll send you one for sure. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, we're coming near the end here, but first, you know, we were actually talking about this behind the scenes, but there was so much uh, distressing to the costumes. I mean, the characters go through some really traumatic things. I mean, first we're in you know, the desert of California, which I've grown up in. Um, I'm from the high desert. So I know it is dusty as hell. Your clothes are dirty, faded. And there's also just so much blood and dust and you know, <laughs> trash. There's a lot happening here. Yeah. And somehow the trailers really make it look like everything's good. It's just, you know, another UFO movie. It's kind of quite sinister how they do it. But 
Uh, can we please talk about this dressing? It's one of my favorite topics. Yes. No, I thought the same when I when I saw the trailer and I, I thought the costumes looked like crayons. And so I think they may have like <laughs> done something uh, to the process or something. But um, I mean, the costumes are still very, a lot of primary colors. And we, we tried to make these sort of, you know, almost like Disney versions of things. We're, we're trying to make things loud, you know, larger than life. But um, in, in, in real in actuality, we did lots of aging and lots of distressing to these costumes, some of them uh, to, to better effect than others. I remember a, uh, Emerald's uh, soccer jersey, you know, it's just made out of that fabric that like nothing, nothing is going to happen to this fabric, right. you know, unless you set it on fire. It's very difficult to degrade. Oh, yeah. Um, but we did, we did our best and we, you know, aged it down. And it's supposed to also be maybe uh, OJ's old soccer shirt. And uh, we had a million of both of these things that I'm looking at, like the orange hoodie and emeralds green. Um, we also had a lot of, uh, um, of, of OJ's T-shirts and multiples. He had like 10 of a lot of his outfits and they had to be aged down to match which is really difficult. Um, and we didn't have like a huge aging and dying team. We had a wonderful woman uh, called Eileen who did everything and she really worked around the clock and we would do, we kept, <laughs> sometimes we would make mistakes with the, um, when you put the, when you do the screen printing, the ink doesn't always come out exactly the same. Like it's not an exact science. So some of the sweatshirts would come out and they wouldn't match. And then she'd have to try and uh, sand it down uh, so that, that, so that it looked identical. I was always conscious of the fact that this was going to be on IMAX. Mm. So even if it kind of looked like it matched um, once it's like giant on the screen, <laughs> you have to make sure that every little sanded bit, you know, matches every little sanded bit. So right. it was definitely the bane of my existence, <laughs> like, getting these things right. And then we had a wonderful guy called Hans, uh, who was one of our costumers who'd worked on a lot of horror movies. And I remember he did, uh, I was excited to hire him because he'd worked on Freddy's a Freddy Krueger movie. I think it was one of the last oh, ones, wow. but still like yeah. a Freddy, you know, someone who'd worked on Freddy Krueger had to get hired on Jordan Peele's film. And he'd also worked on Kill Bill and he was an expert on blood. Oh um, yeah. This is the guy you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. He, he could take care of all of that and was very confident to throw it around. So I had a, had a great team. Yeah, shout out to Eileen and Hans. Yeah. <laughs> Are you yourself a horror movie fan? Um, I am. Less so lately. When I was when I was younger, I had a bit of a horror movie fetish. Um yeah. <laughs> I loved Freddy Krueger. Um I I loved the Halloween movies, the mm -hmm. Hellraiser movies. Uh, I would always, you know, go try and I think because they're slightly forbidden as well. So, right. <laughs> I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like I grew up like, don't even think about turning a horror movie on or I'll fight you. And now it's like, that's all I watch. So. Yeah. And like the psychological <laughs> ones like Rosemary's Baby, it's probably one of my top films. Um, yeah. But the, the more suspenseful ones are the ones that, um, oh, and uh, have you seen, um, uh, Saint Maud. I have not seen that one yet, oh, but I've heard of it. That is such a good one. It's another kind of <laughs> creepy, psychological driven. Oh, I'll film. put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and final question. Speaking of horror movies, uh, the Gordy's home scenes really were unsettling. Um, I saw this movie by myself, like I said, and I was hiding behind my popcorn. I have a real thing about monkeys. <laughs> so this was everything. Um, but you did like some 90s period costuming for a little bit there. Yeah, we did. And there's a lot more that got chopped too that um, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're coming out with an extended version. So we'll we'll get to see some of the missing holes. Um, but the those were those were a lot of fun. I felt like I got to I felt like I was on Saturday Night Live or something because it was yeah, <laughs> I got to really, uh, you know, do some comedy and uh, we also had to costume the, so there's, there's a, a chimp, but it, it's played by a guy called Terry notary. And then they, they riff off his expressions. He acts the whole thing. Like the, it's actually terrifying. He acted the whole thing that happens. Um, it's a very Andy circus kind of moment going on here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to costume him and, um, that, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, so wait, so you actually did costume the chimp, Gordy? Yeah, yeah, we. That's crazy. I was getting ready, and I was like, I don't think she did. I'm not going to ask about the chimp, but that's crazy. Yeah, everything <laughs> that Gordy's wearing was uh, was you know fitted <laughs> um, <laughs> on on a guy called Terry, and then they do their magic. The the visual effects guy, uh, Guillaume, his name is that uh, went and did whatever he did and like did such an amazing job. That chimp looks so real. Yeah. A little too real. If you were to ask me, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> uh, and with that, Alex, I've had such a good time talking with you. Um, just congratulations on everything. An Emmy nomination, a Jordan Peele movie. I mean, you're on fire right now. Oh, thanks so. a lot. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm just love what I do. So, um, I, uh, it's been enjoy. It's very, it's been very enjoyable talking to you as well about, <laughs> about what I love. It's a real honor. I, I love costume design and you could tell by seeing your work that you also love it too. So I'm just real honored and I can't wait to see what you do next. You teased white Lotus too. And, I'm just after that, I'm so excited for even more. Yeah, White Lotus 2. And then I just started in Reykjavik working on the new True Detective. So they're doing a new oh. they're new doing a new series of uh True Detective set in Alaska. So it has a oh, very nice. It's it's cold this time. It's not tropical, <laughs> it's not the desert, it's gonna be snow. So I guess I'm moving to different seasons. Yeah, you're kind of that sounds kind of traumatic, all the different seasons you're going through. We went from Hawaii to California to Iceland. So Yes. And Sicily. White Lotus 2 is in Sicily. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds bad for your body. <laughs> I know it's probably not. Not great, but it keeps it keeps keeps life interesting. I love travel, so I'm lucky. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. What's up, costume nerds? This is Spencer, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume blogcast. I love the simple things in life. Free parking, air conditioning, and a nice, comfortable hoodie. 
If you feel the same way, then I'm here to let you know that if you wanted to support our show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy awesome blogcast merch through TeePublic, such as t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and stickers. We even have a baby onesie for all those baby costume designers out there. To get your merch, head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Thank you for all your support. This was such a fun conversation talking about both the White Lotus and Nope. We could have talked forever. We, I didn't even play you the behind the scenes where Alex and I kept talking about the costumes for a long time. We've we kind of become besties. She kind of wanted to give me a Scorpion King hoodie there for a second. She doesn't have any, but it's definitely the the feelings there. <laughs> I think we're besties now. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you love this episode and want to tell me what your favorite costumes from Nope were, leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826, or you could DM us. That works, too. Next week, we are going to be watching Dairy Girls. Elizabeth will be back for that. Um, Dairy Girls is one of her favorite shows on Netflix. She just had me watch it, so I'm excited to get into all the costumes. Um, until then, follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod, TikTok at the Art of Costume, Patreon at patreon.com slash the art of costume merch store, the art of costume.com slash pod store. Get yourself a t-shirt, some stickers, uh, laptop bags, even. And don't forget to leave us a five-star text review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. It really, we really appreciate it and helps keep the show going. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with just me this week. I know you're like, where's Elizabeth? <laughs> She's coming back next week, but we had a good time, you and I. Thank you again to Alex Belverde for joining us for these two episodes. I can't say it enough. I loved our conversation, and she just brought so much insight. So thank you, Alex. Until next time, thank you, Costume Nerds. See you next week. The Art of Costume blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Thank you.